Hey, we are here with the Modern Principle, and I just cannot stop thinking about Just Right Reader. Oh my gosh, it's been running <laughs> through my brain. Karen, what did you love about Just Right Reader for your students and your teachers? I There are too many reasons, but I will give you two right now. Number one, there are a variety of titles under each phonetic Finally, I think pattern. there's at least ten for each pattern. So if you're working on short A, CVC words... They got, they got you. The other piece I really liked, the representation yes. throughout those books. My kids could see themselves, their family structures, their cultures. It was amazing. And on top of that, actually And the books weren't boring. Yeah, I was going to say, actually interesting topic. So if you are looking for decodable text for the students in your school yes. or a tutoring group, something along those lines, yes. please go to www.justrightreader.com. Tell them the Modern Principles sent you. Do it. Remember, there's options for families, students, and your whole school. And in a few moments, you'll meet Karen, and we are the Modern Principal. We are enthusiastic educators with over 30 years of combined experience in education leadership roles, and we are on a quest to redefine the role of leadership in schools and use our voice to steer the new generation of leaders in education, regardless of their formal role. We try to keep our pod short, sweet, and simple, right to the point, a bite-sized bit of PD you can tackle on your way to or from school each week. Thanks for joining us. Christy. My voice is good. What? It's not all the way there. No, you it's think still it is? not. <laughs> no, it's worse. We had class today and I was like, oh, but sorry, not, new professor. But not just any class. What do you mean, Christy? It was our last first class. What does that even mean? <laughs> what does that even mean? It's our last class of our doctoral program and it was our First one of the last. Yes. Well, don't think we're done yet, though. We do have our entire dissertation to we do. do. So don't get too excited for us, I'm people. getting excited. I'm we have not excited. graduated yet, but we're closer. We're getting really, really close. Yes. So what's what else is new? Anything? Um, Just working? Working. I had some tummy troubles. <laughs> Karen had to leave our class no fewer than six times today. And at one point... Christy came into the restroom with me, and I said, I need us to go separately. <laughs> Our friendship cannot survive this. I am not well. Oh. you made it through. You made it through, and now I'm sitting you guys, in a small have, little room with yep, you. Yep, I have no pride. You're welcome. No, I guarantee it's from the pizza that my husband made me eat last night. It's from a place called Funhouse Pizza. It is uh, not fun. I hope we don't have, like, a libel case against us. <laughs> he loves it. It is his favorite it pizza. It is his favorite. It is his favorite. Do you know why it's his favorite? When, tell the story. No. Why? Do you think he'll be embarrassed? Oh, he might. I think it's great. Okay, well, I'm going to tell it, and then if he wants us to remove it, we can remove it. Okay, so my husband comes from a family of four, but there was a lot of age difference between him and his older brother. Yeah, big age gap. He's the youngest. So they were like a family of three for like eight or nine years before my husband came along. So I think they got very used to what their pizza order was and could do like a whole pizza together. For just the three of them. Yeah. So then when Anthony came along, I don't think they wanted to add a new small pizza. For this new addition. So they would give him toast with ketchup and cheese on top and tell him that was his own personal pizza. So, any... <laughs> and he did not know that was not pizza until he was like six years old. Yeah, and so he then, ate it so very I'm sure happily. any type of pizza from... Anywhere... 
is with, a step up from toast well, with yeah, ketchup and like cheese. Yeah, there's like some basil in it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, it also gives you an indication into how easygoing and chill my husband He's is. He's very easygoing and chill. Yes, which is why this works, because we all know I am not. We both married very easygoing, chill people. We did. What else is new? I'm just working, mom. I got to go to my first open house as just a mom, like meet the That's teacher night. Special. Um, and so it was felt a little bit weird. Mm-hmm. Um, just being the mom. Well, it's also your former school of which you were a principal. Yes, yes. So, so that felt a little different. bit weird, and it was really good to see some of the kids. And I just keep saying, like, I don't know if I'm ever gonna get over not being in their lives like the other kids. Yes. Um, but on the flip side, it was nice to just be a mom at like at Meet the Teacher because I've never done that. Literally yeah. I've never done that. And this is, I also am having a little bit of an identity crisis because this is the first year of my whole life since I was five of not going back to school. Oh, yeah. I mean, I still get the back to school day tomorrow. Yeah. Or Monday. Yeah. So I... Even though it's not my school. So there's a little, there's a little identity crisis there, but... We'll unpack that later. Also add that to your list for we your can, therapist. We can have, yeah, I'll add it to my therapy list. My mm-hmm. husband keeps making fun of me that I have a therapy list, but I don't actually make the appointment. So the list is growing, everyone. <laughs> Anyways, that's true. I bet a lot of people that have moved um, into different roles are feeling that this mm-hmm. time of year. Yeah, it's just different. Mm-hmm. Okay, so our scenario this week is a really fun one. We actually. had to take fun on because we just had a nine-hour yeah. class. Yeah, so I'm pretty excited about it. And so it says, I feel like COVID took some of the joy out of teaching, and our team is ready to add the joy back to school. What can we do routinely and intermittently to do this? Joyful in Jacksonville. What a great I question. Loved it. I love that. Okay, so this is important because... And I was actually reminded of this when talking to my husband, Anthony, who loves toast with ketchup and cheese. Now you can't take that story out because I've embedded it. (laughs) So what I, he was telling me that for their first day back with kids, they're like doing this whole red carpet theme. Um, And they're like putting red, a red carpet out for every entrance that kids might come in. They're all dressing up fancy. There's balloons. They're just going to celebrate and really make the kids feel like, man, we missed you. And I was like, oh my gosh, like what a great way. And then we had this like pod request and I was like, oh my gosh. This is perfect. Yes. People are really thinking. I've seen the meme that goes around too. And it's like about how when my kid comes home from school, like I don't necessarily care about that they know every procedure and routine right. and their teacher's behavior management plan. Right. Like, I want them to say, oh, my gosh, I had the best day. I love my teacher. I love my friends. I can't wait to go back tomorrow. Yep. It was funny because that we, um, in my new role, I've been able to work a lot with new teachers and teacher induction. And one of the things, like, they were going over all these procedures, and I had to be like, hey, guys, time out. So on the first day, you are not going to cover all these. Nope. Pick two or three and then remember. Have you want them to want to come back tomorrow. Yes. So what can you do on that first day to make them jazzed about seeing you on Tuesday? Absolutely. Yeah. So did you do some scholar? Some scholar? You know okay. I did. What's the scholar this okay. week? Okay, first and foremost, dopamine is connected to fun. Mm. And it increases your levels when you have fun. Your levels are increased. Okay. I think that also happens in exercise. I don't really know. I haven't done it in a month. <laughs> but anyways... The benefit of increasing dopamine levels through fun is that it's associated with increased memory, attention, and motivation. That's not shocking. And <laughs> we had talked a lot about, even in our class today, about engagement. We did. yeah. We and did. the importance of getting kids engaged. And, yeah, and staff. 
Because when it's staff are just, doing yeah. engaging lessons, they want to come back to work mm-hmm. and stay at work. So some of the things we also, like, I found a little bit related to some of the soft skills that we want to teach yep. kids. Um, and soft skills are like those... I don't know how to describe it. There's social emotional and like the leadership pieces, yeah. listening, collaboration, yeah. organization, yeah. planning, like all those executive functioning type things. And a lot of those can be integrated through activities that kids will think are fun, but they're really doing something to grow them as a human. Absolutely. I love that. Yep. So a lot of things like at my um, previous school, we talked a lot about the five C's that went along mm-hmm. with the engineering process. So that would be creativity, citizenship, collaboration, communication, and critical thinking. Yep. And the beginning of the year is the perfect time to embed these into your classroom. And to really teach what those terms mean. Um, but doing it through the fun activities, right? Yep. So you do an activity and you're like, hey, you guys just learned about communication. And you didn't even realize it. Right. <laughs> like we all, we've done this at staff meetings a lot of times where you give them like a lifesaver and several other yep. different like candies. And you're like, okay, you have to create a boat that's going to save this gummy bear or something like that like there's different ways that you can do even stem type things that are really fun but also embedding the soft skills and one of the things we talked about in class we don't have this research so whatever but we talked about how kids learn best when they learn with their friends yes and you can't develop friendships unless you're creating a joyful atmosphere so it's your job as teacher as principal to create a joyful atmosphere where kids are having fun and making friendships so I actually, with my new job, we all took the strengths finder, and I oh, can't yeah. remember every single piece. But one of my top five was that I like to do learning with friends. Oh, that's and cute. And I was like, uh, me and Karen. Hello. That I like to work hard with with friends. Work hard and learn with friends. Yes. So that's awesome. So anyway, you're welcome, modern principal listeners. Yes. Because one of my strengths is that. I mean, obviously, there's a ton of scholarly stuff on engagement, but I just sat through a nine-hour class, and I didn't feel like finding it. I get it. it. Anyways, fun equals engagement, yada, yada. Do it already. (laughs) There's research that says do it. All right. Okay, systems. Wait, that was a good quote. sorry. So one of the things that I used to talk about with my staff was, like, we want kids. I don't remember who came up with it, but you want kids bursting um, in your doors, not out. Yeah. So you want to create an environment where kids are busting on the seams to get in rather than out. And a great way to decide if you need to incorporate more fun is to think if that's true of your current classroom and or school. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, we talk about a lot kind of just when we talk shop that we really want classrooms to be the safest, most responsive, most fun place to be in the class, like in the whole entire building. Yep. Because... If your focus room or your principal's office is, is more safer fun. or more fun than the classroom, you're doing something wrong. Right. <laughs> right. There is a lot of research that connects lower beha- um, incidence of discipline and behavior to highly engaging classrooms. Absolutely. So but you guys probably already knew that. Know it. Do it. What are we going to do about it? Systems. Systems. Okay. So our number one system for almost Anything we ever talk about is to put it on the calendar. Put it on the calendar. And put it on the calendar now. We yep. talk about, you know, putting your um, staff evaluations on your calendar for the whole year. And the fun stuff shouldn't be any, any different, honestly. Right. I like how you, on our little notepad that we shared together, you broke it down into think about things as daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, annually. Yes. So think about all of those different kind of timelines because obviously you're not going to have Student Appreciation Day every single day. But building that into your annual calendar and thinking, though, there are are things you can do daily to make sure that kids are having a great time and that adults are having a great time. Right. And if you're um, a principal and you don't control, you do control what 
teachers do in the classroom to some degree of what mm-hmm. you encourage and what you foster. Yep. So creating an environment where teachers can take risks to do some of those activities and know the purpose of those activities as well as modeling them mm-hmm. in your PD is really important. I think the other thing to think through is what is going to require like before school time, during school time, or after school, because obviously there's a lot of different times that you can infuse joy. I think our pod today is going to like be mainly about during those school hours, because obviously you have the most control over all of the students and all of their um, emotions, not emotions. During the school day, you have control over the student experience. There we go. She got there, guys. Well, I was going to cut that part out, but now you put that in. Well, yeah, no, it's staying. (laughs) Staying. People love this stuff, or they hate it, and they they stop listening. Yeah. Okay, so what else in the systems? I think we need to have some committees, potentially. Always. I know you did have a student, like, essentially a student culture committee. Mine was called Student Impact, yep. Yeah. And so we, I did community and culture, and there was a student component to that committee that I had. And so... Yeah, um, I broke mine into staff, culture, and student, student. impact. And so which you, are both, but... It can just be staff. You can also include students on that committee, too, or bring I them in partially. Um, I think it's brilliant to bring student voice into this, because... Our definition of fun and theirs <laughs> could be vastly Especially, different. Especially, like, as I'm thinking, okay, if I'm a middle school or yes. high school person listening to this podcast right now and, like, thinking through the ideas that we're about to give you, you might want kids on it to know what's actually fun to them. Right. Elementary is a little bit easier to predict. Well, you just give them, like, you turn on some music and give them a popsicle and they're happy as clams. <laughs> but I do think one thing that um, you could think about doing is surveying your students mm. um, and seeing, like, and my thing is fun shouldn't always be contingent on something. Yes. So it can, like, obviously you can have incentives for, don't get me started on attendance, that's a whole nother can of worms, but you can and you can mm-hmm. for behavior. Yep, or whatever it um, And you be. can for academics or celebrations, but you should also have opportunities for all kids to experience fun. Otherwise, agree. how are you creating belonging and inclusion in your schools? 100% agree. Um, and usually the kids who maybe aren't going to earn these fun things in other ways, um, they don't even know what they're missing out on because they've never gotten to attend if that's always been the prerequisite. Right. And some kids need an opportunity to practice their skills mm-hmm. in a funner and a funner. In a funner environment. I knew I was going to say funner at some point <laughs> in this podcast. Anyways, you can survey, but I love the idea of a student committee because they do have ideas and bringing them into leading it. I know high schools have student councils yep. and student governments, but you could even create your own if you don't have one. Absolutely. Um, think about, too, what might be school-wide in terms of bringing joy into that day versus how you can encourage individual classrooms or grade levels or departments. Um, so you can kind of think on those different scales in terms of intensity and the number of people um, that are involved in that. Yeah, and don't be thinking right now, all I see is price tags um, because fun is free. So, like, yep. fun is about the environment you create and the culture that you, mm-hmm. um, you know, yeah. The culture. Yeah. The okay. culture. I can't think of a word. Anyways, there's a lot of free things that you can think about. So what are some of those ideas? We're going to kind of go through daily, weekly, monthly, annually. Well, I love the idea of doing like a daily something that is expected and encouraged in all the classrooms. Yes. So at our school, morning meetings was mm-hmm. it. We had morning meetings and there were 
I would walk into a classroom and they'd be greeting each other like pirates. Okay, this is elementary, but kids loved it. Or mm-hmm. they would have like a game that they would play every morning. I know my husband used to teach um, high school and they would do all their review games or like trash can basketball yes. or something like that. So there's ways to incorporate games and, and productive things like that in all levels. We had a conversation at the end of last year that I remember was eye-opening for one of my teachers because um, we talked about the idea, concept of bell work. And I'm not for or against bell work or whatever, but I was just thinking, you know, we have students and school's not everyone's thing, right? I always, like, make this stupid analogy of if I had to, like, read about a carburetor for eight hours a right. day, I would be miserable, right? right? And we have kids whose school is their carburetor. right. And so we come in and we're like, hey, do this bell work and add multiply fractions, you know, before 9 a.m. They haven't even had a cup of coffee. They haven't even had their metaphorical cup of coffee. Right. And we wonder why their day gets off on a bad start. You can make your morning joyful. <laughs> right. Right. And the teacher was like, I never thought of that. That right. it, like sets them off before we even do anything. There was a teacher that used to play like little video clips and they were funny, mm-hmm. like TikTok videos of animal videos yes. as they came in and kids were laughing and enjoying yes. Think about it. High school, obviously you'd have to curate and make sure that you're being appropriate, but those kind of things would be really, they'd be a, a culture a, builder. A really fun and joyful way to enter school each day. Yep. Always incorporating those like STEM activities mm-hmm. and different things like that are important ways to do that daily. I also heard of um, a principal who does dad jokes on the announcements every morning. There's a principal in my district that does that. Really? Mm-hmm. So it must not be super original, I guess. <laughs> but doing some, having some sort of a ritual on the announcements as the principal could definitely yep. be something that you did. Whether it's jokes or something motivational or something that's kind of unique or like sticky to you. Yep. Perfect. What about weekly? What are some weekly things? So my favorite weekly thing I actually got from you because you did it at summer school and you're my summer school principal is Friday morning dance party. I didn't even do it in my regular school very often because I forgot. But you did it in summer school and I remembered it and I did it every single Friday at the buildings that I was principal. I love it. And I used to joke that like 60% of the reason I became a principal was to control the morning announcements and then the other 40% was the birthday cupcakes. Yes! Yes. Um, and at my at one of the schools I've worked at, we did something called family time. Yes. That and was that was so weekly, cool. but that's where everybody um, across the building was assigned a family with one adult and eight to ten kids that were of all the grades. So it was spanning grades, and you kept your family year after year. I love that. Mm-hmm. Love, um, love, love, so that was that. a weekly thing that. that we did, and there was ways to incorporate fun. But the awesome thing was is that it really built belonging because kids would like high-five their little brothers or little sisters Mm -hmm. in the hall. Or we did virtual um, weekly announcements through, like, we had kid make their broadcast. My librarian was amazing, and she did, like, a kid broadcast. And I I could hear kids down the hall, like, that's my cousin from family time. So it's cute. Other things you could do during the week are having... Principal lunches. So right. finding some way to have lunches with the principal. You could expand this by having te- special teacher lunches. Um, I don't know if I ever told you this. When I moved from middle to elementary school, so one of my, like, cash, like, quote-unquote consequences at, as middle school was like, oh, hey, you don't want to do your work? That's totally fine. You don't have to do it now. You can do it at lunch with me. Right. And then I moved to elementary and tried the same thing. And, and the they were like, like, yes! Okay! Okay! I don't want to do my work either! So I forgot that, yeah, lunch with a teacher is, like, right. a huge reward. Well, and also, like, every principal does lunch duty in one capacity or another. So make it fun. Figure out, like, have a question of the day. Have a would you rather. Do a dance party at the end. Do a 
Heads up 7-Up, do a game, something. Yeah, we had a teacher who put, there's like on YouTube, it's like the pictures and it's like find it on, and there's like YouTube videos. And so you like look for like little miniature animals in this picture yeah. or, you know what I mean? Yes. You can find, so. What about monthly? Oh, monthly. Well, one of our things was with family time that I mentioned earlier, we would also have cousins. And so once a month, we would get together and do a cousin activity. So that'd be another family in the oh, school. Cool. And we'd get together and do, or around, uh, we'd maybe do a feast together mm-hmm. and like practice eating together and asking each other questions, or we'd play a game outside, something like that. I think too, monthly, um, we talk a lot about like staff celebrations and monthly. And so we talk about doing monthly potlucks maybe with your staff or something like that in the lounge. You can also apply that to kids. So maybe you surprise kids with donuts one day. And again, we talk about, oh, it doesn't have to be expensive or whatever, but you can get usually people, like 400 donuts for an elementary school isn't that crazy. There was one year that I decided to put a calendar that I would every other week pick a random class and take them outside for there recess. There you go. As a surprise. I just showed up and I said, guess what? It's surprise day. You get an extra recess. Like, they lost their minds. Absolutely. High school, middle school, you could do surprise random homeroom. Yep. Um, donut days or free time. Free time. Um, you Let's go how much big kids actually like a quote-unquote recess where you just chuck them out to the football field and let them hang out. Yes. Um, so be thinking about those types of things. And then you're probably already doing these or have a lot of things in your head to do. But just put them on the calendar and make them monthly. And remember, if you have a team, you don't have to be the only one doing that. So create ownership within your staff to come up with these ideas, to carry them out, to make sure they're happening. Yes. Any annual ones? So I think the easiest thing to think about um, for annual is holidays, especially if they're not, you know, like religious. I don't think you or I are like super big on like promoting particular religions, but we think about fun holidays. Like we had a blast at school on April Fool's Day. Yeah. Um, so it happened to be my birthday too, but. Um, Did you do where you guys switched classrooms? We yep, did that this yep. year. Yeah. So our teachers switched classrooms to start the day yep. and just like pretended that it was like no big deal. And why were the kids freaking out? Yep. Um, we did some um, pranks over the announcements yep. that day. That's and so good. be thinking about the holidays um, that are appropriate for your school community to celebrate and how you could do those because right. traditions are really important too. And creating um, rituals and traditions within your school. Absolutely. So I think that's a really easy place to start. Yeah, we did one where we just decided to surprise kids and dress like other staff members and they had to try and figure out who we were. It was really fun. It was and fun super for staff. random and they loved it. It and was random. So it was fun for kids. Everyone was in on the joke. It was great. Your number one thing though that you get asked about whenever we talk oh, about yes. this type People of stuff love this. is your student appreciation day. Yes, this yeah. did not come from me. It was from that team I made. You know, you got to get teachers involved. They have great ideas. So they came up with student appreciation day, which was basically we picked a random day that kids didn't know about and we just showered them with love all day. We decorated the halls. We had a greeting committee outside. Music. Silly string. Music. Yeah. Constant dance parties. Extra recess. Movies. It was a great day. Kids love it. They ask all the time. When is it going to be? Is it almost here? Is it almost here? And you never know because it's a surprise. We did another thing a few years in a row pre-COVID. We called it STEM Day. And we basically did the same thing. So, like, we divided five different activities amongst staff. Mm -hmm. And then we just rotated kids around. Staff loved it because they were working with kids they never work with. Kids love it because they got to go get a third-grade teacher, teach them about rockets, and a kindergarten teacher have them make a 
edible snack. So it was just really fun. And we all we all worked together to find those different STEM activities, make them age appropriate. And then everyone just rotated the whole school. It was great. And I think that sounds like so key too is that it sounds like it was easy for the teachers. Yep. So I know that there are definitely logistics in those types of things, but for the most part, the teachers were responsible, what, for like one little mini lesson right. that they did over and over throughout the day for the most part. Absolutely. So keep be thinking of how it can be easy and low cost. Well, and the best way to do that is that teachers are coming up with the ideas. Let your staff help because they, they have know. great ideas. Yeah. They know what they're doing and talk to your kids about it. Oh, yeah, get the kids. Yes. Some of them will even help you, which is great. <laughs> All right, what else? Anything else? I think that's good. I think that's what we've got for now. Um, if you, I think we should put a story on Instagram and ask people what they think would be our great ideas, and we should share those out. Maybe put them in a blog. Like what their ideas are yeah. or which of our ideas are good? No, their ideas. Yeah. You don't want them to rate us? No. We're not ready Ours for that emotionally. Emotionally, we're not ready. <laughs> All right, Karen... From the desk of the modern principal. Joy does not simply happen to us. We have to choose joy and keep choosing it every day. That is by Henry J.M. Nowen. Thank you so much for that. And just remember, all of you modern principals out there, you have to choose joy each and every day. And we hope that you do so in your capacity because it brings joy to so many others. Remember, if you don't want to be at school, neither will the kids. So true. Thanks for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast to receive them as soon as they drop. Follow us on Instagram at The Modern Principal. You can find more at themodernprincipal.com. And don't forget to check out Just Right Reader. Bye. We love you all. Goodbye. Goodbye.